Hello, interview listeners. It's Jill, your host, with a quick reminder. The information shared in this podcast spans holistic, intuitive, and spiritual awareness for people and animals and should not be substituted for medical, psychological, or veterinary care. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I give advice within the medical, psychological, or veterinary fields. This applies to all guests and co-hosts. Please seek the appropriate help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Spirit Calling. I'm Jill and this is my intuitively guided podcast where all things spiritual, creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from angels to energy, earth wisdom to meditation, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another intuitive conversation. to another episode of Hello Inner You. I'm Jill, your host, and I am so, so excited to have with me today, coming virtually all the way from yelling up Western Australia, Sharon Rammel. Sharon is an international spiritual practitioner and teacher specializing in shamanism. She has pioneered teaching the ancient techniques of shamanism for a modern world online and in video format globally. Sharon is a gifted sound healer, priestess of the Blue Rose, lover of life, and a registered Moonaiki teacher. Welcome to the show under the super new moon, Sharon. Thank you for being here. And thank you, Jill. I was so delighted when you messaged me through email, that very first form of social media. It's great to connect you, and I'm delighted to be here on what is a great celebration in the United States, the 4th of July. We have both that celebration going on. We have the super new moon energy. Yeah. I'm extra excited to connect with you because I'm a student of yours. I have taken multiple courses on Udemy from you. I love them. And I've received so much information and knowledge from them. I'm so excited to be able to not only be talking to a teacher of mine, but also somebody who is a teacher to so many. And so thank you for that. Oh, it is absolutely my honor, Jill. I live in love and gratitude. And without people like you, well, I'm nothing, am I? So it has been my absolute honor. It's been a huge journey for me to be able to do this online. And it's been such a wild, wild ride since I first started in 2013. Wow. I actually did not know that you've been teaching that long, but it doesn't surprise me. You're very seasoned. Your information is concise. It's very relatable. I have found the techniques to be able to be used over and over again. And I learned something new when I reflect back on, on the material. And most likely that is reflective of having to learn something for myself that I was ready to integrate, which I will get into with you, how to integrate all of this beautiful information that you offer your students. Well, thank you. And the thing is with these practices, it is exactly the same for me. 
every single time I come back, every time I journey, every time I visit a sacred rite, every time I do ritual, I gain from it. And one of the primary mistakes people make is they zip through a course and they go, tick, 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 I'm done, I'm done, I've done it, yes, give me my certificate, and off I go into the sunset, and they leave it behind. The thing is that we need the time. We need to allow ourselves to drop in, to reflect, to repeat, to redo, to find the silence. And from that silence, that's where the gems of all that I teach come from. When we allow them to percolate and grow and take their unique wings within our unique form of spirituality, because every single one of us are different and we all need something different. That's why shamanism in particular is such a potent model to learn because there are no strict rules. It is a form of direct revelation and what you get works for you and what I get works for me. And as long as we reflect, we allow it to bubble up within it, we give it the wings by revisiting it becomes a life and something that can integrate easily within our lives in a very special, unique way that grounds us into our hearts, into our earth mother, and of course, into the skies above. So as above, so below, as within, all of a sudden, we find that we're smiling deep inside and that inner smile reflects our outer world. And it's subtle. I find it is just wild and I'm as enthusiastic about it today as I was when I very first started all of those years ago to help people find their own unique pathway. Oh my goodness, Sharon, my soul was jumping for joy because you speak the poetry of the soul. I don't know if you're aware of how beautiful not only your energy is, but your voice, the way that you describe things. This is why your coursework is so beautiful too, because your soul connects with what you're saying. I have received the beauty of your knowledge and the way that you describe the ancient teachings and also how to integrate the energy into yourself. And I just want to tell you that it's like poetry for the soul. You're very kind. <laughs> I certainly never set out to do this, but I am, I just, I had to follow my heart, the calling of great spirit, because it was great spirit that got me into this in the first instance and just simply wouldn't let me go until I started. May I ask how you got into this beautiful journey, how this path called to you? I'm a matrilineal witch through my beautiful, beautiful grandmother. However, my life was an absolute mess, and we've all been there at different times in our lives. And this was back in 2008. I went along to a mass sound healing, and there were three people that stood out. One was an amazing Western Australian didgeridoo player called Richard Wally. And if you ever get the opportunity to hear him playing on the didge on YouTube or wherever, unbelievable. It really hits your heart. And there were another two people. They walked onto the stage and I just was mesmerized by them. I didn't know who they were, but I knew that they had something to teach me. The concert went on and afterwards a flyer was thrust into my hand. I never take flies because being environmentally aware, it's just 
junk and clutter and I have to deal with it, right? But I took this one and it was these people, Claudio and Sa, teaching the nine rites of the Munaiki. And I went, that's what I need to learn. I knew nothing about it. Well, as serendipity would have it, they kept on counselling because we're in Western Australia. They could not get enough people to run the class. and But eventually they did. However, then my life had changed. My life went from being difficult to unbelievably ridiculous. I'd been attacked by an ex-husband of three years. I forgave him immediately because I didn't want the stain of who he was to ultimately reflect on me because these people are about control and fear. And I, I well understood that. So here I am. I've got no income. I've got private school fees. I've got a mortgage. And this course comes up. Oh, and my arm's in the sling after a long operation. <laughs> I can't drive. And the course comes up and I'm like, oh, my God, the worst possible time I was about to ask for my money back because I need the money. And I was like, no, go ahead and do it. So I went ahead and I did it over these three weekends and was completely blown away. And my life settled down. Life goes on. I'm now meditating. It's late 2013. And I'm an intermittent meditator. I do most of my meditation walking in the bush or with my yoga. But I'm sitting, meditating in the sun in my beautiful home outside, and Great Spirit is literally bugging the crap out of me. Put the Munai key online. And I'm like, go away. That's ridiculous. First, I thought it was my ego. I'm like, that's not my ego. There's nothing happening in my head whatsoever. It's kind of like all around me, like wings that were putting a jacket on me and wrapping it around and round and round me. And day after day, I keep getting this message, put them on my key online. And I'm actually arguing with great spirit, going, this is crazy. If anybody was going to be doing that, it would be Alberto Valolda, the man who brought the rights out to the United States, the dude that did the 25-year apprenticeship, not little Miss Pasty White Girl, who was then living in Korean Western Australia, surely not. Go go, bug Alberto. Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, no, it kept on coming. And one day I was like, if you want me to do this, you show me because this is just ridiculous. And I'm having this you know, crazy conversation with great spirit, stormed away from my meditation, opened my laptop and typed in, that's how old I am, typing. How can I do this and for free because it's stupid? And I did put because it's stupid. And this platform called Udemy came up and I could host it for free. And I was shown, oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, damn. Uh, so I signed up. Next meditation, it has to be done by March. It's now November. I'm like, March? I know nothing about any of this, right? I don't have a clue. This has never been taught online. Nobody mm -hmm. has taught online. It does. It simply does not exist at that time. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even heard of the Shift Work Network back then. The Shift Network, until very recently, you logged in for a phone call for 90 minutes a week. There was no contact with the teacher. They just went there, spoke for 90 minutes, 
and that was going, but I was unaware of it until I had Googled and found them. And I'm like, um, nobody does this. And of course, all my peers locally were you going to what? That's sacrilege. How dare you? And I'm mm. like, the great spirit told me. And they're like, that's just your ego. I'm like, hey, it wasn't. So I had to block that out. And I had to literally learn how to do it. I would bribe people, come over to my house and watch these videos. And afterwards, I will fill you full of wine and great food. I'm a very good cook, so they all came. And <laughs> I would be in the background and I would see people falling into what I was doing because I had to learn how to transmit not only the rights but prepare people to receive them. And I, I, so that took a lot of how, how am I going to do this? But I tested and tested and I would see people at the end of a video and they would be silent and I'd think this is either a good or a bad thing and they would just be looking at each other going, wow, that was pretty wild. So in March of 2013, I published in Religion and Spirituality, I was course number 14. It was utterly hilarious. <laughs> there were a number of very right-wing Christian courses and very left, very, very right-wing uh, courses on Islam and, of course, right in the middle on Come and Learn the Nine Rights of the Munai Key. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that sound so serendipitous, though, of the journey? It doesn't make sense yes. at the time. You follow no. it. You're like one foot in front of the other, and it's leading you somewhere. And you get to this place, so you put it on Udemy, you're there, you start putting courses up. So Moon Aiki was the first one. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I was cremated. People, famous teachers throughout the world would email me going, how dare you? How dare you? It was like, but at the same time, I'm getting amazing reviews from people going, oh, you've changed my life. Wow, yeah. thank you. Or I couldn't get to a retreat. I couldn't afford to go to the weekend. Or I received it from somebody else, but I didn't get anything from it. But I did from you. That connection yeah. with people happened. So did that then sort of freak you out to the point where you didn't want to do it anymore? Or how did you maneuver through that moment? What happened was, again, serendipitous. Udemy have massive sales. Well, they, they don't anymore. It's a different, completely different beast these days. They used to have Black Friday that I had as an Australian back then, never heard of. And they had this January sale. So the Black Friday I sailed through, I've got three courses by now. And because I was told that was the deal, you got more out quickly to cement your place. And in January, I had a little early version of a, a Google form. It wasn't a Google form, but I just asked the question, how did you find me? Because you couldn't search on Udemy in those days and find me because there were no hashtags. You had to actually scroll down, oh, religion and spirituality. I might be interested in that. See what's here. Oh, there are 14 courses there. And wow, look at that course right in the middle. You had to work hard to find me. And in this January sale, I was getting all of these messages through Udemy messages going, oh, the Four Winds recommended you, the Four Winds. Right up until the end of 2021, 
the four winds were recommending people who couldn't find somebody local in their area to take my course online. And so from that moment onwards, I was like, I've been given the wings to fly free. They are recommending and they go, oh, no, you know, I'm from a, a background where I can't afford this or that, or the nearest course is a thousand kilometers away. I can't get there, blah, di da, di da. Four winds recommended you. I then went to all of the people who said that I shouldn't, couldn't, how dare I. I just didn't take any notice of them anymore. And now they, every single one of them, are teaching online. Someone needs to be a pioneer. And that was one of your roles as well in this whole journey. And I think that's inspiring and so amazing to share your the way that you got here, but also to have the nod from the Four Winds Society. I myself have also had the Moon Aiki from a teacher about 10 years ago. And after I learned all three levels of Reiki and working with my own spirituality journey, when I had the Moon Aiki rites, it was a game changer. And yep, yep. I saw things very differently. I felt things very differently. And I don't want to skip ahead. But then when I found you on Udemy, and I found the Nusa Carpe rights, I took that and this Sharon was the cherry on top from everything else. And energy knows no boundaries. So you're going to get and receive the information no matter what. And so that's what happened online as it did with Moonaiki in person with my previous teacher. Could you give an overview of what the Moonaiki is for people? The Moonaiki are a series of amazing rites that the beautiful man called Alberto Veloda did a 25-year apprenticeship. He went off as a medical anthropologist looking to cure cancer, looking for a magic flower or a leaf or a bark. And when he first came across the indigenous peoples of Central and South America, he was a little like most of us. Oh, yes, these strange, not particularly knowledgeable people who live very simply. But he fell into it. He fell into the magical spell. He realized his life was a mess. And over 25 years, he came out a completely different man. He was no longer the medical anthropologist. He was a shaman. He'd taken up the mantle and was given the huge, huge respectful right to bring these out. So the Munaiki are actually nine different rites to help us grow. They help us heal. They show us that we can heal ourselves, that we can protect ourselves, that we can bring ourselves into alignment through our chakras, that we are all intuitive, every single one of us. We can open that out. And then they take us through to reconnect with the divine feminine, the divine masculine, our beautiful earth mother who's struggling a bit at the moment. Well, she's not struggling. We're struggling with the way we have been living on her. It connects us to the stars above and it shows us ultimately that we co-create with God, with Buddha, with Jesus, whatever terms you wish to use, that we co-create every aspect of our lives and that we are ultimately responsible for every thought, deed and action. He brought these rites out and he, Munai is a Quechua word for love and Ki or Chi 
is actually from the Japanese, from oxygen, from energy moving, from harmony. Because he wanted to synthesize it, he didn't want people to think that they were then some Peruvian Indian from way back out the back of wherever. He wanted people to understand that these rights had been molded for us because we are the people the planet has been waiting for. We are the ones that are all over the planet. We've left our ancestral homes. We've journeyed. And most of us have a longing. But we did all sit around the ancient fires. That might have been in England. It might have been in Austria. It might have been in Sweden. It might have been in Wales. It may have been from wherever, particularly the peoples of the United States, of Australia. We are migrant people. All of us came here from somewhere else. We have a longing. We have a calling from spirit. And most of us live out of harmony because we're not too sure what this longing is. What, what is that deep niggling feeling? Why don't I feel at home in me? No matter your skin color, no matter where you are on the planet, they're an essential calling that, hey, you, you, yes, I'm speaking to you. It's time that you lived your authentic life. Yes, I know you've got a mortgage. I know you've got all of these other stresses. But you can spend five minutes a day. You can genuinely take 10 minutes out for you. And if you do, your world will change. The reason why you're doing the job you don't particularly like will fall into the background. You may still have to do it while you're working out where you wish to go, but it won't stress you anymore because it has a higher purpose. Oh, I'm here to feed, clothe and educate my family at this time. And when that's done, I'll be able to move on and do maybe something but more satisfying. But for now, I understand that this is where I am. But hey, I've got this time when I can sit in ceremony. I can lock myself away. I've got one beautiful student. He was a professor. He ultimately left that. He used to make his little ensuite toilet, his altar, and he went, I'd go to the toilet, I'd sit on the toilet, I'd light my candle with its four little crystals around it. And he said, and I'd drawn these little power animals that I'd put around it. And he went, those minutes in that toilet with my lit candle freed me. Mm. It doesn't need to be grand or big, you just need to do it. You just need to do it. I was just having this conversation this morning with my husband. Does one need to run to the other side of the world to find themselves? Because maybe they think a place is going to complete them. Or can you find that place within you and complete you? And then if you want to run to the other side of the world because you really love it, that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, know, you mentioned your husband, your beautiful sacred partner. How many mm -hmm. people go, oh, well, he completes me or she completes me. And I'm like, really? You weren't whole before? <laughs> if you are looking for, at somebody and they have all of these qualities that you need to complete you, I'd say look into your heart. You'll possibly be divorced within five years. You have to find you. That's when we bloom. And you are so correct. Look, I've been to Stonehenge and I've been to many sacred places. And yes, they are amazing. But you can get just as much by walking down the road. You can get just as much by daring to sit in your toilet with a candle lit, giving yourself time.
to be you. It's that prerequisite to freedom. We've made a choice. We've decided we're suffering. We don't want to suffer anymore. And we decide. We choose. We know that there is another way. Serendipitously, these rites or the Reiki, which is amazing. And by the way, I agree with you, the Munaikia absolute rocket fuel um, for the Reiki. They touch us in a way that allows us to dare to be free. Society, religion, education, family, all seeks to shackle us, no matter how free-spirited we were brought up. There's just this dictate out there that we will conform we will do, we will behave in a manner that society understands. And we can't because we are all unique expressions. Yet We've been told we can't do that, but we can. And when we drop into that, when we understand that we don't have to give our power away, that, hey, I'm feeling a loss in my heart. I can put my left hand over it, my right hand over there, that I can close my eyes and that I can send that pain love. I can stop analysing it in my head. I can drop down into my heart and I can breathe. I can simply breathe and breathe and breathe until that pain goes, until I find the will to live. Because at the end of it, all of this stress, all of this inner pain, all of this fear, if we look back far enough, is all about a will to live, to express ourselves authentically, to live our authentic lives. And what is that? Oh, you can't be a painter. You can't be a dancer. You can't be a lawyer. You can't do this. You can't, 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 can't. All of this negativity, we look around, the planet's a mess, we have to fix it, we have to, you know, all of this pressure. When at the beginning and the end of the day, all we can do is think globally and act locally, and that is right down to our own personal being, that we can take responsibility, we protect ourselves. Oh, wow, that person's way out of control, screaming and shouting at me at the end of the phone. Well, that's okay. I'll just put them on speakerphone and then well, eventually they'll run out of, their, of steam and they'll go, huh, um, do you feel better now? Their tirade doesn't get to you anymore rather than thinking, well, I have to fight back at that. Let the bands of power mulch it. I'm literally almost in tears listening to how beautiful you share this information because it's touching my heart. And I know when I connect with these things that you're talking about, this is the authenticity we all need to get to. And I wanted to ask, what does a day in the life of Sharon Rammel look like with shamanism? How do you integrate this into your day? Oh, very simply, before I get out of bed, I just lay there for a few minutes smiling because I've been granted another day. I didn't pass through the veils during the night. Not that I intend to at any time in the near future, but I just wake up smiling, thinking, wow, my first stop when I get out is usually to hit the yoga mat. I love my yoga. I find it very grounding. If my head is going to get away from me right there on that yoga mat, it stops. 
And I find it a lot easier to meditate from a yoga mat, just effortlessly moving. Because, of course, yoga has that great story as well. The principal people who brought yoga out to the West were men. But there is another story, and the one that Shiva Ray tells so beautifully is that up in Kashmir and so many other places, Daniel Odia, also the great Tantra teacher, also teaches it, that there was another way. Most of the ancient scripts from the Indias have never been translated. The female way, movement, flow, vibration. And she was knocked when she first started doing her rhythmic vinyasa, moving with the vibrations of life. I fell into her yoga many moons ago, and that was a great change in me, to be able to be fluid and move. Making a cup of coffee is sacred. I don't approach the coffee machine and just slap it on and make the coffee and down it. I'm like, wow, now I get to make a cup of coffee. How beautiful is that? And it doesn't have to be deeply revolutionary. It's just, wow, how wild is that that I could press this button and hot steaming coffee is going to come out and then I can press another button and through the wand my milk is going to be fluffed out and voila, cappuccino. That is commonly how I start just about every day of the week. Yes, the gratitude and the connecting. And that's what shamanism can give you because you're connecting with everything, every living thing, no matter the buzzing bee, the piece of wood that's part of your desk, the person that walks in the room, your animals. Because we are them. If we feel out into our auric field, and if we allow ourselves, we see that field merging with the dog, with the coffee machine, with the microphone, with the glass of water. Everything lives. Everything has a vibration. And when we walk in gratitude and understand that we are one breath, one breath breathes us all, we are one heartbeat. And when that heartbeat is connected with the rhythm of life, of nature, of our earth mother, of the stars above, of of your pet, of your partner, life is simply in sync. It doesn't mean that it always will be because there are always curved balls thrown at us, right? There's always that lob. Oh, boom, boom. (laughs) Oh, great opportunity to come back again. And there's always little things like that that happen in life. Once we have the tools, we can go through dark periods and dark and light are equal. We can't have the light without the dark. They do balance us out. But we now have a set of tools that we can bring ourselves home when we've learnt the lessons and when we are ready. And that is the thing, we have to be ready. You, know, you must know that too with your, with your Reiki and what you've done. Sometimes you know, an event will set you off and you'll go off raging around and that might take half an hour or five minutes or five days, but you come back because you have the tools. You have the Munaiki, which feels very earth-based, and then the Nustakarpe, which I feel like is very cosmically connected. Could you explain the Nustakarpe rites? As above, so below. And again, I can't even remember where I was. And somebody had messaged me and said, 
are you looking at the Nustakape? And I went, yes. And they went, I've been told to tell you to go to the Palladians. And it was Christine Day, actually. And she went, I've got a message from the Palladians. The answers you're seeking are there. Then it fell into place. The Nustakape became whole for me. It wasn't just about the sacred mountains and the various mamas and donnas that are the guardians of those sacred mountains. It was also about their intrinsic connection to those seven sisters. Mm -hmm. And there is not an indigenous population anywhere on this planet that does not have an abundance of stories relating to the seven sisters, to the Palladian. I started to bring the Nustakape online because all of a sudden it felt right in my heart. These are transmissions that only came out fairly recently. The keepers of them walked out from a remote village and the people walked out knowing that it was time to share these rites. And they haven't been as shared as widely as the Munaiki, nowhere near but they certainly are an integral part of that as above, so below, as within. And you're right, I also see the Munaiki as primarily very earth-based, very rich with our feet, our toes wriggling in the fertile grounds of our mother. And I very much see that, yes, there is a very earthy aspect, of course, to the Nustakape, but there's that wondrous threads of spirit of our star brothers and sisters shining down on us, going, hey, you know your DNA. You know you've got stardust in your DNA. You know it. Mm. When I went through your course with the Nustakarpe, when I was sitting with the energy, the vibration of it was like that feeling when your mom puts her arm around you to comfort you, the goddess energy. The divine feminine who has been put down so mercilessly by patriarchy, not all men. There are very, very, very great many, very good men. But as far as our ruling systems, as far as you know, our freedom, how many women to this day are not free? And you only have to have a look at your anti-abortion laws, Roe versus Wade, to see that doesn't matter where we are, we're only a moment away from persecution, we're only a moment away from having basic human rights removed from us. We're only a moment of way from people wanting to control us because we are wild, because we vibrate at a different level. They don't wish to understand us, to meet us in the middle, to meet us as equal. They wish to dominate us. And they think just because they're born with a penis that they have the right to do with it. Well, hey, fellas, you don't. You don't. You're deeply, deeply sad people. It's truly an awareness and a camaraderie of feminine energy that I felt. The feminine goddess energy of locking arms with those that I could not see. Because they are with you, so strong in you. To integrate that energy, it's so empowering and personal and beautiful at the same time. So many feelings are happening at once. Then you step outside and you're back in the real world. You're back in this connection with the 
chaos, the beauty, it's all coming back again to that moment of, will I have a tantrum today or will I go inward (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and rely on what I just integrated into my energy body? And I feel like it's a moment where you get to decide, are you going Absolutely. to rely on that? Are you going to find comfort with the bigger energies that help us to get through this thing called life? Absolutely. Isn't that so amazing that we can log online or go to a weekend retreat and there's these amazing energetic transmissions that are out there. So deep, so spiritual, so profound. So many people out there just giving love, going, come. Come, raise your vibration. I've got this gift for you to help you get closer to source. Not about me. Just come. Come and receive initiation. Take from it what you need and only what you need. Then you're going, wow, wow, here I am at the Stargates. Here I am receiving this gift, this medicine from the seen and unseen forces And it is such a rich, powerful self-discovery tool, a healing, energetic way to simply connect and live. We can renew our connection at any time. No, yes, we can have the tantrum. We're driving around. We're doing this or that. And then we can go, oh, I'm at a stoplight. How fantastic is that? I get to relax instead of, oh, I'm, well, you can't help the stoplight and the traffic's the traffic. You're not going to get there any quicker by being angry, right? So that you can go, oh, I've been given the opportunity to stop, to connect. You can say the words, but if you don't feel and integrate the energies that can help you really calm down and mean those words of I'm grateful and I appreciate and I understand because a lot of people kind of give lip service to themselves saying, oh, well, I did an affirmation today and I feel pretty good. But wait, did you integrate energy that is more than just lip service for yourself? Mm. Are you actually making it a part of your lifestyle, your thoughts, your feelings, and how you react to situations and others. I love that word, lip service. It's the nail on the head, doesn't it? I've done my mantra. I've done my yoga. I've done my meditation. Let's get on with the day. Where do you find inspiration? When I think of Australia, I think of it like a magic land. You have nature off the charts, a place full of deep connection because of the history. Would you say that you find inspiration from where you are from? Western Australia is great beauty everywhere and, of course, a lot of inherent damage from the practices we have been in. Our First Nations people have been not treated very well over the years. They have a lot to deal with on a very, very real level um, with the lack of Not money, we're very good at throwing money at them, but we've never dared to listen to them. We've never dared to walk with them. We are trying to do that now by giving them finally a voice to Parliament after all of these years. So, yes, this land is important. This land is sacred. 
but I'm going to tell you, I've also lived in mainland China in a big city called Shenzhen on the border of Hong Kong. Capitalism on steroids. I still found the sacred every day. I never saw a blue sky for two years because of the pollution. Well, I just had to turn the coloured lights from the hotel into the rainbow for my children <laughs> to sing the colours of the rainbow because I never saw one. No matter where we live, make it sacred because it is. Globally, all of our issues are essentially similar, and yet our cultures are so vastly different. And then we have something called shamanism, which is <laughs> that nugget within us to connect us no matter where we live, no matter what our economic status, how we grew up, no matter our education, it doesn't matter. It's that connection that we can all have with each other. Could you tell the listeners what you're offering? I offer you a way home. Every single one of you. We just spoke briefly about the Indigenous peoples of the lands where we live the Indians of the United States, the Aboriginal here of Australia. But once upon a time, we were those people sitting around the ancient fires. Once upon a time in our cultures, we had these ancient practices. I reminded you earlier that it does not matter where I have travelled or studied, every Indigenous culture on this planet has stories about the Palladians, about the Seven Sisters. The further I have studied, the more I have delved into all of the ancient ways, the more similarities I find. And you and me, we have all come from this ancient lineage. We are so blessed and lucky that we have the Inca, we have the Mesoamericans, we have our Australian Aboriginals, we have the Inuit, the Sami, who still practice the ways that were once our ways. All this is, is a genuine offer to walk together, to be one, one breath, one heartbeat. Yes, we can have our differences. So, we are one people, no matter where we are from. And as far as my courses go, if they are for you, you will find me. I have a website. You can either buy them or you can subscribe if that works for you because everything is different. But you will know if the course is for you. And if you do, click on it. And come on a wild ride with me to find you. Because it isn't about me. I get out of the way. I simply try to offer you the tools so that you can be your own creative, divine presence beyond space and time. You said it perfectly. It's all about facing the truth within ourselves. Then everything clicks. And thinking of yourself as worthy to receive. Absolutely. The biggest job for us is to get out of the, our own way. We just pile so many obstacles on why we shouldn't rather than why we should. Honour, respect, gratitude, listening to the longing in our hearts, that place that wants to take us home. And when mm. we dare, we do. I have people who have bought the courses years mm. ago and they put them like the book in the shelf and then all of a sudden they're ready. And they go, wow, I bought this course five years ago. 
and it's still here waiting for me and I've found it. I'm so excited and I'm like, wow, welcome. And they go, oh, are you sure it's okay to start now? And I'm like, well, now is perfect because you're ready now. Today's meeting with you was absolutely perfect and how you so passionately share the knowledge you've learned and how you continue to do that for others. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jill. Your email popped up and I just went, yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. I can't wait to connect with you again. Hopefully I can have you back. Yes, of course you can. Thank you to everyone who's rated, reviewed, and follows the show. I really appreciate your support. And if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. Remember, new episodes of Hello Interview drop every Wednesday. Also, if you're interested in my intuitive wellness services, check out my website, spiritchi.org, for more information, as well as hellointerview.com for podcast updates. Until next week, everybody, let your love light shine. Take care. Bye. Bye.